Quick Goal, the official goal of soccer, presents Quick Chat, a quick-hitting interview series with some of the top people from around the soccer world. We discover how coaches got to their position and advice they give to a younger self. Welcome to Quick Chat. Welcome, everyone. Uh, today, we are fortunate to have Coach Riley, men's coach at Notre Dame, uh, with joining us today. Coach Riley, how are we doing? Doing very well. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Let's have some fun with this. So kind of bring us up to speed on how uh, you go from player to now coaching in the ACC at the famed uh, Golden Domers at Notre Dame. Yeah. So, you know, I got into coaching pretty early, tried to play a little bit, played at Notre Dame for four years and then um, got drafted into the old A-League. Um, but then by the time the, the, the league kind of got going, my uh, I think the team had folded by the time the, <laughs> the season got going. So and back then, you know, there was probably and you'll remember 10 MLS teams, maybe less. So it was pretty hard to get one of those spots. And I just didn't didn't quite get get my uh, uh, get on a team for that next level. And I uh, was fortunate to get coaching pretty quickly um, at Oberlin College in, in Ohio as an assistant coach. And so it was an interesting transition from uh, kind of high level division one to, you know, a division three team that was building and, and, and they're in a good spot now. But it was great. It was an invaluable time uh, to learn with Coach Blake New, who's still the head coach there. So spent a season there. And then one of our old Big East foes, um, St. John's, I was fortunate to go work with Coach Dave Mazur and um, now the head coach at Elon, Mark Reeves, was um, an assistant coach there. So okay. through kind of connections and, and everything, Coach Mazur brought me on. I had a great, uh, a great year at St. John's. Um, and then right about the, you know, kind of the year mark, uh, the assistant coaches at Notre Dame got head coaching jobs and, and moved on. So then um, coach Bobby Clark, um, I was fortunate enough that he brought me back to, to Notre Dame. It's been about six years coaching uh, with Bobby at, at Notre Dame. And then, um, and then actually made the move to coach with uh, the current Penn state head coach, Jeff cook was the head coach at Dartmouth. So I went there, All right. worked with him for a year as an assistant. He then, um, became one of the, the the coaches and directors of the Philadelphia Union Academy right when they got that started. Yep. And I was lucky to get the Dartmouth job uh, as the head coach. And then uh, and then Bobby retired at Notre Dame and uh, I, I became the head coach at Notre Dame about uh, a little over three years ago. Yeah. Interesting story and in how we often refer to the soccer world being such a, a small universe. Yeah. Um, your timing coming into Dartmouth is uh, right about the time, I believe, that I went to be Johan Settergren's yep. assistant at the University of Kentucky, who had yeah. just left Dartmouth. So in your in your time on the sidelines, your best your best coaching experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is. It's one of those ones. It's always it's always tricky. I think probably the best. You know, there's a couple. But the one that comes to mind first as a head coach was the first. Uh, Ivy League championship I won as a, a head coach because I think it, uh, you know, it was a team that we had a disappointing uh, year the year prior, and they really committed to doing everything right, you know, leading up to the the, the, the next season and uh, and just the, the joy that they felt when they won the league. Because the Ivy League's unique where 
you know, it is like everybody wants to win a national championship, but the Ivy League, you know, there's going to be bragging rights for a long, long time. And they have a trophy that gets passed around. And when you win it, you you, you get your team's name on the on the side of it. So uh, that was a really cool, um, cool feeling for the guys, just for them to be, get rewarded for hard work, you know, and then for myself as a coach to to get a trophy, because I think that's all where you're always trying to build teams to, to win something. So. I think that's one of the ones that's up there with me. And then, you know, obviously like, like you'll have, there's a lot of games, a lot of moments that, that stick out. But right now that first, that first Ivy league championship was special. So you, you had mentioned that the guys kind of um, kind of came together and said, all right, we're going to do things differently and we're going to go for it. Yeah. Now, was that your kind of kind of showing them the road or did they do this on their own? Is it stuff you had talked about that they didn't commit to in that disappointing year when they, they didn't get yeah. there, you know, how did that kind of transpire? Yeah, I think probably a little bit of both. You know, I don't think they were far away from their potential the year before and you deal with some injuries and whether you're deep enough to, to handle them or not is always a little bit of a question. And so I don't think it was anything where they, you know, weren't necessarily doing the right things, which is kind of that idea of like recommitting to things. And so then I think as a coach, you're always providing kind of the vision of what you want to do. And then what's the direction, right? Well, what do they need to do? And then that motivation. And I think in the Ivy League, because you don't get to train as much in the spring, a lot rests on your captains and your leaders. And so you really had to work with them to kind of drive that, that culture. And, um, and so it was, we, we, we obviously got some good players in the, the next year or else we wouldn't be able to do it. But I think it was kind of recommitting to saying like, oh, okay, these are, you know, really important. Uh, they are the important things to winning championships, being fit, you know, being collective, all of those types of things. So I do, I think it was almost more of a recommitting than a, right. a kind of re rebooting. Yeah. I feel like every team that I'm involved in, uh, you know, that that is a big uh, litmus test, gut check, you know, does this group have it number one yeah. um, and can they commit to it uh, for a long enough time with enough individuals to kind of get over the hump? Exactly. Uh, whatever, whatever your goal might be, whether it's a championship or just finishing better than you did last year. So exactly. uh, always, always a tough challenge on the, on the backside of that. Um, has there been a, a worst or maybe we don't frame it as the worst, yeah, yeah, but yeah. one of those not so fun memories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first things that come to mind a little bit are honestly where you feel most helpless as a coach is when people get injuries, you know, and not that they're specific, but those are the ones you just want to do something because as a coach, you, you're sort of a helper. But, you know, I think one of the pivotal times was my first season as a head coach. I think we went eight games. The first eight games, we didn't lose a game. And then I'm not sure we won one for the next eight games. And so as a first time head coach with at a good program, the two programs I've taken over I've taken over probably the win after the winningest coaches in their history which sure sure presents its own problems right. uh, but I think what it you know it was really hard that stretch and we finished last in the Ivy League in 2013 then like I said we won it in 2014 but I think it really like cemented for me like all right you're you've got to want to do this for more than just winning right you know and, and so it made you kind of reflect on all of those reasons why you you do it. So I think it was really hard, um, you know, and, and certainly bad, let's be honest at the time. But I think, you know, once you get the space and a little bit of distance from it, um, you know, I think it's one of the things that's made me as a coach today. Yeah, awesome. Um, in your years, is there one player? I know this is always a tough one. You don't really yeah. know. 
you, you don't want to disregard anyone else, but is there yeah. that one player that has shined brighter than any other? You know, I, I, I did really try not to cop out and like sort of say there's not been, but there have been a handful that are just, you know, that have been very good, both at, at Dartmouth and at, uh, you know, at Notre Dame as an assistant coach. And then, then as a head coach, it'd be hard to, yeah, I mean, there is just a handful. I mean, the, you know, the guys that are still playing away right now um, are obviously very good, but I, I'm trying to think of it as more someone that maybe had a season that, that, that really, um, you know, impacted the team. And I do, I think, you know, my, my, my last team at Dartmouth had a few guys led by um, Wyatt Omsberg, who's playing for the fire right now. And I, I forget exactly how many goals, but I, I don't know if we even gave up the double digit goals for the whole season. I think him, him you know, the guy, Matt Danilak and Tyler Dallas just really created a great um, right. defensive unit, but, but no, I've been lucky. There's been a lot that, you know, that have played for a while guys that are still playing Stephen Cleveland, who was our goalie at Dartmouth's playing at Seattle okay. now. And yeah, yeah. You know, so now this is my favorite part. Yep. Um, I always love to hear about uh, what kind of staple training games mm -hmm. uh, are in your arsenal. What yeah. games you like, why you like them, how they're set up, what the numbers are. Um, kind of tell us what that one, maybe two games is. Explain mm -hmm. it to us as best you can mm -hmm. um, and, and, and try and paint the picture to, hey, this is how we do things. This is kind of a uh, – this is in our DNA of how we play. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think there's a couple of them. You know, I think one of the, the first things we spend a lot of time um, – or like 3v1 kind of grids where it's just, you know, we'll do it one touch, three versus one, getting the angles down. That's one of our staple kind of getting ready for it. Mm -hmm. You know, so one ball, obviously, um, one defender, one touch, the three, keeping it kind of working on the angles, the shape of your body. Um, and it really, you know, it's, it's kind of good fitness. It's one of those, like, I like to sneak fitness into many, as many things I can. And then we usually build that to, kind of a 5v2 transfer box that we spend a lot of time. So it's, you know, it's 10 players total, one group of five on one side, one group of five on the other side. You send two defenders across, the five keep it. When the two win it, they try to transition across. That's something that just from a defending standpoint, but also connecting and transition, and then as well, just the keep away element of it. So let me, let me ask you this, sorry to interrupt, but no, 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 please in, do. That, in, that, in that 5v2, um, when the uh so the the idea would be for the two defenders to win it and then actually play play the ball to their yeah. their teammates on the other side now do you yeah. modify the game where if they get a touch and disrupt it and the ball goes out of play a new ball is played into their side and now the new team has to transition over or is it hey you must win it you must maintain control and keep possession and then transfer it yourself yeah, that's a good question. We do it a couple of different. When I first do it, you do, if you're the team with the five and you knock it out of bounds, it's a turnover, it goes across. If right. you knock it out of bounds twice as the pressing the, the two, then it'll also transition. Gotcha. But then as we get better at it, then I'll add, you, the only way it goes is if the attacking team knocks it out, sure, it's just like the game, it goes over. But for you to transition, you have to win it and connect. Sure. And then at times we'll put a little neutral zone where you have to have get the timing of when the two win it one of the te their teammates has to check into this middle zone they have to find that person in the middle zone who can uh, like that on to, to like turn that. it yeah um, training third man running now right? yeah exactly exactly yeah, I, like that. I like that little twist 
Yeah. Um, we used to we used to play that game um, uh, where we'd make really big grids, um, and it was it was it was training technique. It was also pulling a lot of fitness, um, but the ball had to be served over the middle channel, which yep. could have been. 25 yards yeah 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 25 yard box so you had to d- deliver the ball into the opposite box in the air if not it stayed in possession in that one side so so many things you can pull from that love it yeah we um, like that one too across the river yeah yeah the last one that i'd say you know because it is it's you know we use your guys's i think they're four by six goals but one of our our team's favorite is the six goal game okay we have you know, one team's going to three goals that are kind of spread out, kind of in the channels of the field. Another gotcha. team's going to the other three goals. I love it. And, um, and that's one of our staples. You play roughly in the from the 18 to the halfway line and then love across it. the field. What um, kind of numbers do you use there? I like to use 10 v 10. We'll keep it. Sometimes we'll put a neutral on the um, on the ends or sorry, on the outside just to be like a bumper. But but right. typically if we can 10 v 10, then you just kind of go down from there. Love it. Love it, love it. You're getting into coaching. Um, you're 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 put. You're maybe hanging up your playing boots and getting into coaching. What advice would you give your younger self as you're entering into the yeah into the coaching world? Yeah, I think you know. Obviously, kind of again, it's it's one of those things. It's easy to say, hard to do sometimes. But to enjoy it, you know, it is because I think those hard moments, like that's part of. I see myself as an educator, right? I, we're not a, I'm not a sort of disgruntled pro coach coaching in college. Like, you know, so even those challenging moments can be some of the best times for your, your guys to learn who they are, how to, how to be a man. Um, and then I think the part that, you know, looking back is just to have an open mind on all the different ways the game can be played. I think it's something when we're younger, we have a total conviction about certain things that might not be you know, maybe good, maybe not, but, you know, and and when you play for a good coach, sometimes you think that's the only way to do it, but I think it's something, you know, over time you end up with your principles, but you also know that's the fun part of the game is there's a lot of different ways to to play it and and, and do it well. And at the end of the day, the, the, the best coaches know how to, they have their principles, but they know how to adapt, make those minor adaptations to their team each year to get the best out of them. Right. Uh, let me ask you one, one additional question, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, I am heavily influenced um, by all my years playing for Bruce Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, you played for a legendary coach and, and coached with a legendary clo- the legendary coach, Bobby Clark. Yeah. H- how does uh, h- how has he influenced you in all these years as a coach? Do you take a lot from his book? Um, do, do you take certain ideas and tweak them to be your own? Kind of talk about that. What, how, what kind of influence did he have on you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the foundation of everything, I think, you know, and you do, it's, you know, um, and then, and then I think it is, you sort of have those principles, and then even like he did, you know, we always talk when he came over in the 80s, and he was one of the first guys to like really get teams playing zonally, and doing those things is like, you also know there's always an evolution to go, and so it is a lot of like, you know, I hope in some ways, if you're looking back, it's like, picking up where he maybe left off on when, when he decided to retire and just how do we keep adapting it as the game grows. And, you know, he used to always tell us one of his coaching courses, one of the instructors was gave him a hard time. He's like, you're not inventing anything new in the game. And which is true probably, but at the same time, the game's always changing and whether it's we're on a circle or whatever, it's like, I, I do think there's always that way to like kind of 
make things a little bit better. I think it's something that I always tell people from, from Bruce, from Bobby, from Siggy, from, you know, a lot of the modern words, Dave Mazur. I mean, the amount of variety and quality coaches in college that, that, that we were all lucky to grow with. And now you watch the different ways people play in Europe. I'm like, you know, people were playing some similarly in the U S right. I mean, I think, um, you know, now it's just, maybe they're just starting to see like, Oh, some guys can really, really build teams here. But going back to your question, I do, I think it's the foundation of everything. And then it's just, how do you, how do you adapt it? And it is, you know, it's playing as a team. Like you used to always say, like, they have to know we'll look like a team being able to press the ball, you know, effectively to attack and then being organized defensively because if you're giving up too many goals, you're never going to really win games. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Coach Riley, I can't thank you enough for taking the time and uh, sharing some of your wisdom and experiences with us today. Thank you. Thank you uh, very much. All the best in the upcoming season. Um, and we will connect somewhere down the line again, I hope. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Coach. Much appreciated. All the best.